Okay, honey, you can pass out the communion now. Okay. And um, we, we have a song where while we, before we have communion, Lord Jesus, make it play properly, <laughs> that we're going to have, I want you to have the communion in your hand. I want you to have the body and the blood. I want you to be holding it. While we look, while we look at this next song that's coming up, um, the Lord gave, gave it to me this morning, and it just ministered so much to my spirit. And it was a question that we have so many times, you know, where are you, Lord? So many times when we're going through things like, I was praying and I was like, Lord, please speak to me this morning. So many thoughts, so many things were going through my head. So much scripture, so much, so many different words that he had said through the week. And I was like getting confused. And guess what? Confusion isn't of the Lord, is it? That's right. It's of Satan. And... Um, and I'm like, Lord, can you please make it clear to me? Can you please make it clear? Because my heart is so much to just have your heart touched by the Lord, to have you touched, to have us touched as a body. Because as God can touch us, we can become overcomers. We can overcome that is what Jesus did when he, when he went to the cross. He made us overcomers. And so one of the things that I know and I truly believe with all my heart is that as we come into Holy Communion, which Jesus himself, you know, I, I just love pondering that night when he was with his disciples and we were talking about it this morning it was interesting because the night that he was with his disciples and they were having the last supper together and even in that room where Jesus was the enemy came in he came right into the room he came into the room and he entered, it says he entered Judas, right? Jesus was right there. And he came in and he entered Judas. And I think the Lord showed us that so that we could take authority over the enemy. He showed us that we can take authority over anything the enemy would try to do in our life. And then at that same time, at that same time, he gave us one of the beautiful, wonderful mysteries of God, the body and the blood. And he told us to do this in remembrance of him. His body broken for us, his blood shed for us. He hadn't even gone to the cross yet, but he knew he was on his way. And can you imagine his heart that night? Can you imagine his heart knowing he was 
so excited he was going to fulfill the mission that he was born for, that he came to earth for. But yet Peter came, or Judas was there, and that was the night also that Peter said, if they come and get you, I, I'll kill them. I'll stop them. And Jesus said, Peter, get, he said, Satan, get thee behind me. Right to Peter, his disciple. And, but I think the Lord is showing us, Lord, as he is coming back, as he is coming back, his kingdom come, his will be done. As he's approaching, his return is getting closer and closer. His glory will be poured out in ways we can't even imagine. But at the same time, the enemy is going to rise. But guess what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's in the same room with us. It doesn't matter if he's speaking to us like Peter spoke to Jesus. Jesus said, get thee behind me. That's what Jesus was showing us. That by his power, by his body, broken by his blood shed we have victory in jesus over everything the enemy could try to do even if he's standing right there in front of us we can say get behind me in jesus name and so as i'm thinking all these things and all these thoughts are going through my head i'm like lord you know, I, I need an answer. I need an answer. And so I was thinking of worship, and this song happened to come up, and it was like it was like God spoke it. His answer to me was, you were on the cross. He was on the cross. This was the night that he went to the cross, that he was taken to be crucified to fulfill his mission. And... So I think that anything that we're going through, anything, I don't care what it is, anything we're going through, he went to the cross for it. He went to the cross for what you're going through right now. If you're struggling, if you're feeling weak, if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling hopeless, he went to the cross for it. That night, well, he said, drink the blood and eat the body. He knew he would provide victory for every single situation that we could enter into. And more than that, he knew what we would be going through. He knows what you're going through. That's why he went the cross and we remember him we remember what he did and we receive it into our body by taking the communion we receive it into our spirit by partaking together there that's another huge thing partaking together the unity of the body the unity of the body coming together in humility, saying, Lord, your body, your blood. And so as we listen to this song, I just want you to ponder it. And I want you to think about it. And I want you to think about 
Maybe all the times that you have felt, where is God? Where is he? I need his help. I need him to speak to me. I need him to be here. And he's there. He is there. So let's listen to this together, and then we'll partake together. Um, I think it's clear enough, don't you, Joe? We don't need to turn the lights off, I don't think. Okay. Hallelujah. Wow. I got multiple Bibles up here now. Here. Thank you, Lord. God is good. Amen. We are getting closer and closer to having internet. Have you noticed we got a telephone pole out there now that's got all the wire ran to it. Now all they got to do is uh, run it to the church. And I think they said it was by August 3rd we should have it. So praise God for that. Thank you, Joe, for all your persistence in calling Spectrum. Like for the last, what, five years or so. So we have internet on the hill, finally, hallelujah. Now we really need to pray, oh Lord. <laughs> the other thing is, check out the church app. Check out our church app. If you miss a service, it's all right there, downloaded on it. You can click on it. You can do uh, many things on that church app, which is neat. And again, thank you, Joe, for the church app. And I'd like to thank Phil also for all the shampooing he's done in the last two weeks. He's a shampooing king. Carpets look great, smells good. Water's uh, absorbed, and hopefully we've got that problem resolved. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we won't have any water coming into the back of the church anymore. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it's, we're going to take up an offering. Amen. Come on down, Grace. Grace has been our usher now for how many years, Grace? Uh, many, many, many. All the years. Grace has been there. Amen. Grace will always be there. <laughs> Father, we thank you and praise you, Lord God, for this tithes and offering that you're bringing into your house. We thank you for all the hard work that's been going on in here, Lord God, all the things that, that you've been doing, Lord, and all the things you've been doing in our lives, and all the work you've been doing in our lives ever since our conception, Lord Jesus. Lord God, I thank you that your hands have been upon us, and that you knew us before our mother's womb, and that you breathed your life into us. Lord God, as we come here today to worship you. We come here today to receive from you all that you have for us, Lord God. Lord, we humbly give back into your kingdom all that you've given to us, Lord God. And we are so joyful and thankful for God for all the blessings you have given to us, Lord God. And I just thank you, Lord God, for this day. And I just pray that you would prosper your people and that they would be in good health. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. All the time. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. God is good all the time. Here, hon. 
The title of this sermon is called The Love of God. For the love of God. <laughs> Amen. Good God Almighty. Love of God. If you got your Bibles, your biblicals, your Bibles, you can open up to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. This is what it says. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Who all here feels weary and burdened? Boy, we should all be running to Jesus. Amen. Where do we find our rest? In Christ alone. In Christ alone. In Christ alone is where we find our rest. There is no other substitution. Everything else will tire you out. It will weigh you down. There is no substitution. No money no other substitution. There is no other God but God. He is the only one that can give us rest and peace and joy and happiness and kindness and gentleness and self-control and love. Come to me all you who are burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm going to tell you right now, the world does not want to give you a light yoke. True. Think about it. It's not a light yoke. The world's yoke is heavy and burdensome and cumbersome. And we cannot carry the weight of the world upon us. We have to give it to the Lord, for He cares for you. Amen? Amen. God is calling out to all of us to come to Him. Do you hear his voice? I mean, I hear God's voice calling out to the world. Come to me. Just come to me. Just come. Just run to me. Come on. Come to me, he says. I'm calling out. Like John, who's calling out in the wilderness. Make way, make way the path for the Lord. Make a straight path for the Lord. Jesus is calling. He's calling the world. Come to me. Just come to me. Just come to me. Why are you toiling? Why are you are, are carrying all these heavy loads? Come to me. My yoke is light. My burden is easy. My burden is light. My yoke is light. I'll give you rest for your souls. Don't run to the world for rest to your souls. Don't run to the world for your peace, for your joy. It's a substitution, and it will not last. 
It does not last. I guarantee you this, money doesn't last. It comes in one hand and goes out the other. Money is not a substitution for peace and joy and rest. It's not. Neither is uh, popularity. Popularity is not a substitution for God. What do they call that? I don't even know what it is because I don't even have it. But your social status on your social media cannot substitute for God. Cannot give you peace. Amen? But God is calling. He is calling his sheep. And aren't we not his sheep? God is calling his sheep. And he's starting to gather them. And he's separating that wheat from the tares. And the enemy is trying his hardest to interrupt those calls of God. <coughs> Isn't he? Why? Because the enemy is against God. The enemy doesn't want you to fulfill your calling. The enemy doesn't want you to turn to God. The enemy wants you to stay as far away from God, as far away from church as possible. The enemy throws in all these distractions. Doesn't he? He tries to keep you busy. He tries to keep you from responding to God's call on your life. And we have to be wise to the enemy's tactics. We have to be wise. Wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Amen. But we have to be wise to the enemy's tactics. Because I'm telling you, the enemy is real. He is out there. He is out there to kill, steal, and destroy. That is his mission. That is his mission for you. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to separate you. He wants to fill your ears with everything else that's not of God so that you don't hear what God is calling you to do or what God is calling on your life. He wants to fill you with everything else. And he wants to put seeds in your mind so you start stinking thinking on things that are not of God. He wants you to wallow in your mud he wants you to stay in the pit. He wants you to feel sorry for yourself. Doesn't he? And none of that thinking's of God. None of that thinking's of God. And he is, I'm telling you, the devil is really attacking the body of Christ right now. And he is deceiving many, many. Many are falling. And many have already fallen. When 34% of the church does not return back to church after COVID. That's a huge number. That's an alarming number. 34% of the people, now that all these things have been lifted, have not returned back to worshiping God in a church service, gathering together, 
And what does it say in the Bible? Don't forsake gathering together of the brethren. Doesn't it? You don't forsake gathering together of the brethren because there's strength in unity. And if the devil can put it in your mind to separate you, it's easier to take a prey down if you're a predator, if you can separate the, the, the prey from the flock. It's, there's, there's protection in the, in the fold, in the herd. But God is calling. God is calling, and he's actually warning people. He's warning them, and people aren't listening. He's sending his warnings and his signs. They're all over the world. You can't deny them. We can't deny the signs that God is sending all over this world, can we? We can't deny the signs of his return that's coming soon. Morning, night, or noon. Jesus is coming soon. We can't deny that. The enemy wants you to say, oh, he's not coming soon. These things that are happening, oh, they've been happening forever. You know, we'll get through this phase. It'll be okay. You'll be all right. And if you're a believer in Christ, and if you're standing on his word and living for him, you will be all right, no matter where you are. But God is calling, and he's calling his people, and he's calling even the lost. I guarantee you there are people out there that don't know Christ, but feel something in their heart, that something is changing, something is going on in the world. That God is pulling their heartstrings and saying, just come to me, just run to me, just come to me. Because his will is not for one to be left behind. Not for one. God's will is not to lose a single one of his children. That's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ. Didn't he? He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, even though we didn't deserve it. He sent his son, Jesus, to die for us while we were still sinners. But God's love is so great for us, and that's why he sent his son, and that's why he completed his mission. Because God's love is so great for us, we can't even fathom the greatness of God's love. Think about that. God sent his son to die for us while we were still sinners. Now, who would do that in their right mind? Right? Who would send their son, who would sacrifice their son to die for a sinner. Romans 5.8 says this. But God demonstrated his own love for us. In this. While we were still sinners. Christ died for us. Christ died for us. That's how much God loves us. And in 1 John, chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. I've got to be careful here because i got a lot of bookmarks in here. I don't want to lose them. Oh, I'm losing them. They're sliding. 
First John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Love comes from God. God is love. Love emits from God. Love has been born of God and knows God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. Because God is love. This is how God showed us his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world. That he might live through him. That we, that the world might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God. But that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us. And his love is made complete in us. Think about it. If you don't love your brother or your sister, then God's love doesn't live in you. Amen? God is love. And if we love God, then his love lives in us. That's how much God loves us. He loves us and he wants his love in us to be made complete. His love in us to be made complete. God doesn't hate you, he loves you. And if you're rejecting him, he's calling you. If you are running from him, it's time to stop, he's calling you. Even if you have denied him, he's calling you. Because he loves you, he doesn't want one to perish. We have all fallen short of the glory of God, haven't we? We have all sinned and fell short of the glory of God. There's not one of us here that is righteous. There's not one of us here that don't need the blood of Jesus poured over their bodies to wash as white as snow and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's not one of us here. There's only been one, and he walked on the earth three, 2,000 years ago for three, three years, for 33 years. 30 to 33 years he walked on this earth. He is the only righteous one, and his name is Jesus. He is the only one that could atone for sin, who, who knew no sin. Think about it. Jesus knew no sin. That's amazing. And the only way he could have done that is because he is God. All God, 100%. And his will for you is not one of us should perish, but that we should all come to know Jesus. But well, we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And we all need the blood of Jesus to cleanse us. We all need the blood of the Lamb to wash us.
You know, I can't help but think of uh, the story in the Bible of Peter. My wife mentioned Peter today in her in communion. But I can't help of how Peter how Peter how he walked with God for 3 years denied Christ 3 times. In Luke chapter 22 verses 54 through 62 I'll read you the account. Peter, who Jesus said, you knew that because my father put it in your heart when he said, you are the Christ, you are the Son of God. And he told him, Peter, that came from the Holy Spirit, that came from God. And then in the same breath, he rebuked him. And he said, Satan, get thee behind me. Peter, who said that he would go to the grave with Jesus. After they seized Jesus, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. But when they had kindled the fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, this man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are the one of them. You also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Can you imagine those eyes? Can you imagine how Peter felt when the Lord looked straight at him? And Peter remembered all that Jesus said. Of what the Lord had spoken, Peter remembered the word of the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. Peter went outside and he wept bitterly. Bitterly. I would have went outside and wept bitterly too. If I was in his shoes. But I want to tell you, for somebody out there, if you have denied Christ three times, if you're running from God three times, if if you're running from God... If you've denied God, God is still chasing you down. And he's giving you time while you still have it. Because God's love is greater than that. If you rejected Christ, 
If you denied Christ, if you've mocked him, it's not too late to repent. It's not too late to turn toward God and run to him. Because you know God is calling your heart. He's calling your heart. His voice is loud and clear. Things are changing rapidly in this world. There are wars and rumors of wars. The heavens and the earth are shaken, literally. There are signs going on in the heavens right now that they cannot explain. God is calling us. In John chapter 21, verses 15 through 19, this is after Jesus' resurrection. And the disciples went fishing. <laughs> what did Peter do? He went back to what he knew. He went back to fishing. Peter was in his boat with the disciples. And they saw a man among the sh walking along the shore. And he starts a fire and he's cooking some fish. And he hollers out to them. Hey, have you guys caught any fish yet? Why don't you try casting your nets on the other side? And they caught a large number of fish. One of the disciples that Jesus loved looked at Peter and said, Peter, it's the Lord. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Only Jesus could do that. And they get up there. Jesus already had some fish made. And he told him, bring some of the fish with you that you caught. Let's sit down and eat a meal together. And then when they finished eating, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. My Bible, it says, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said to Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know all things, and you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. 
But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death that Peter would glorify God in. Then he said to him, follow me. God is calling out for us to follow him. God reinstated Peter right then. Peter denied him three times. It didn't matter. God still loved Peter. He chased him down. He reinstated him. He said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, Lord, I love you. Yes, Lord, you, I know I, I, you know I love you. Yes, Lord, I love you. God is calling us all to follow him, no matter where he leads us. We have to believe that and we have to trust God. No matter what happens on this earth, no matter what goes on around the world, no matter what we hear or what we see, we cannot let the devil distract us and keep our eyes off of Jesus. We have to stay the course. We have to follow him. We have to trust him. We have to believe in our hearts, not doubt in our hearts. We have to believe that he loves us. That he wants the best for us. And that he knows what's best for us. We have to believe that he's going to lead us. And no matter where we go, he's going to take care of us. We have to let go of the world and run to Jesus. He's calling and there's still time. There's still time. But one day there won't be time. It'll be too late. Jesus is calling. He's calling his sheep. And it said his sheep will know his voice. Amen. It's time to run God. It's time to run to God. The end is closer than, than we think. And it's not getting any better. Amen. Let us not harden our hearts. Let us not harden our hearts. Let, us, let our hearts not get hardened by the world or the devil. But let our hearts be soft. Let our ears be open. Let our eyes see so that we can turn from our evil ways and, and, and turn to God. And be saved. Don't reject God's love. Don't harden your hearts. Respond to his call while we still can. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, I just pray, Lord God, that, Lord, for this word today, Lord God, that, Lord, you would let it sink into our hearts. 
that, Lord God, that we would receive all that you have for us, Lord God. Anything that was not of you, Lord God, I pray that it would fall away to the wayside. But anything that's of you, Lord Jesus, I pray that, Lord God, we would take it in and receive it. That we would act upon it, Lord God, that we would respond to your calling. Lord God, let, I rebuke the enemy right now in Jesus' name over your people. That, Lord God, where he's distracting and drawing them away from you and your calling on their lives. And your calling them, Lord God, to turn to you. Lord God, I pray, Father God, that it wouldn't be too late. It's not too late while we still have breath, while we still have time to call out to you, Lord God, for help. I pray for those that even denied you and rejected you and don't believe in you. I pray that, Lord, I know you're calling them. Lord, I know you're calling them in their heart that they would turn to you and respond to you. For your love is the greatest thing in the universe. Your love is greater than all of this world. Lord God, anything that we could imagine, your love is greater. Lord God, and you've spread that love upon us because you love us and you care for us and your will is not for one to perish. Lord God, I pray that, Lord God, this day that we go from here, Lord God, just knowing that in our hearts that you love us, receiving that in our hearts that you love us, receiving that you care for us, that you want the best for us, that you want us to be in good health, Lord God, that you want us to prosper. That, Lord God, you want us to spread the gospel and share it with others. The good news, the hope that we have. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. In Christ alone. Lord God, I pray this, Lord God, and I just thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord God, that you would open ears and open hearts. Lord God. And I bind up the devil in Jesus' name. We cast them out. We cast them out of our homes, our churches. Lord God, our properties. Lord God, our lives. We cast them out in Jesus' name. And Lord God, we just receive all that you have for us. And I pray that your angels would minister to us. Lord God. And, and, and watch over us and protect us. And keep us safe and keep us from harm. And that, Lord, you would make straight our paths, Lord Jesus. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. May you be blessed and have a great week.